Welcome to the Raven Precision Podcast. I'm Megan Huseman, Marketing Specialist at Raven. Today we're going to be covering Raven's versatile rate controller, the RCM. We'll cover hardware and software, RCM compatibility, platform supported, and even levels and unlocks. In addition, we'll talk about some new features and even an exciting certification. To kick it off, I thought we could do some introductions with our RCM team. Chad, you're first. Thanks, Megan. My name is Chad Bigler, and I'm a product manager here at Raven. Been at Raven a little over two years. And the products I mainly focus on include our Slingshot, EggSync, application controls, and our field computers. And RCM is one of those components that fits in application controls. Joined here today, I'm with Charlie Schoenfelder and Doug Fick. Guys, would you introduce yourselves? Well, this is Charlie Schoenfelder. I'm a principal design engineer, been with Raven uh, about 18 years altogether, uh, predominantly working with our application controls products, uh, including RCM. Yeah, and this is Doug Fick, uh, principal engineer, and I've been with Raven a little over 28 years. Uh, I'm primarily involved with ISOBUS integration across our product line. I'm surrounded with a lot of experience here today. And Doug, I think this is your first podcast, correct? First podcast, yep. Ready to kick it off? Uh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys, for joining us. Uh, first question, I just really want to get out on the board. We have a lot of acronyms at Raven. What is the RCM, and what is the product entail? RCM is uh, the rate control module, uh, which is um, comes from our um, legacy products, including product controller. And uh, going back to Raven CAN nodes and SCS consoles, it's really a culmination of all that. Uh, with a hardware platform that can support a variety of applications and uh, really is universal in the fact that it works with um, sprayers and seeders, uh, strip-till applicators, uh, anhydrous applicators, uh, basically anything ag-related, you name it, uh, RCM can control it. And how long has the RCM been out and available? RCM was originally launched in uh, December of 2016, uh, so a little over three years now, and uh, really gaining a lot of traction in the market and uh, user acceptance. It's really become the platform of choice uh, for many rate control, control applications. Uh, prior to that, it was in development for uh, three years. It's been a very robust platform for us uh, with uh, extremely limited number of um, RMAs. It's a bulletproof uh, platform. Uh, we really featured a full gamut of testing uh, leading up to development, and uh, it's been as advertised. It is, and it's one of those proud objects that we see, and there's so much functionality to it, right? It's just, it, it amasses me, and every time we sit down and we talk about it, it can fit in so many different typical areas from sprayers to spreaders to anhydrous toolbars to manure spreaders. Uh, it doesn't just have to be a fertilizer spreader, so... It's something that we continue to evolve and maybe talk to us so the hardware is the same correct all the time and we're just continuing to update software or is there different versions of the RCM out there as well today? Uh, that's correct we've got one consistent hardware basis uh, that we leverage and plan to leverage for a lot of products moving forward it was really designed with uh, dynamic I.O. Uh, the hardware has multiple CAN channels and the ability to read scales uh, Bluetooth compatibility um, Lots of features of that nature with configurable I.O. from output drivers to analog and digital inputs. Uh, so it provides a lot of flexibility uh, such that we can leverage a common cabling architecture and still provide a uh, great deal of value uh, for a variety of applications. So 
it sounds like there's so many different ways that can be used. How, how would I start dissecting if I have a particular sprayer? How would I start uh, cabling it up or understanding what is the right level of RCM for me? Right. As you allude to, we've got different levels. So we've tried to create different value propositions at different price points to uh, uh, provide a good return on investment for a given application. So in the case of a single product sprayer, uh, we utilize a level one activation that does base product control for single product. Obviously, you can add on injection and supplement that in several ways and uh, accommodate the sense the system with uh, things such as tank level sensors, pressure sensors, etc. Um, and then that leads up to level two, which is multi-product capability, uh, predominantly used on air seeders and strip till applicators, um, tiered boom applications, things of that mm -hmm. nature. And then, of course, as you mentioned, level three, uh, which is relatively new within the last year, as it uh, gets into doing um, uh, dynamic scale calibration on manure spreaders, as well as um, uh, rate control sections on air carts and um, other uh, complicated pieces of equipment, uh, such that we can provide turn compensation and uh, ultimately in the future doing um, features such as VRA bisection. And with us having those levels, Charlie, and correct me if I'm wrong, but we can then take that RCM and move it between those applications. So say I use my sprayer first, and then I go out and use my spreader for fall application. Even though I have a one, two, or three level, I still have that entire bucket, and I can flex it between my equipment. I don't set it up for my existing profile, and it's only snapped to that machine. Is that accurate? That's correct. We've really architected the system such that it could be transferred easily from one implement to the next, so from your sprayer to your... Uh, air seeder, uh, liquid fertilizer applicator, etc., that can easily be moved. Uh, the RCM software accommodates up to eight uh, profiles, uh, such that it's with a touch of a few buttons, you can easily uh, transition uh, your operation as needed. So, are you seeing a lot of guys that are actually moving the RCM between these platforms? I understand it, it's pretty simple to do, but are we physically seeing people moving that? Generally, we don't. I mean, most people are going to buy it for a very specific application, but uh, having that flexibility really allows the dealers to uh, learn and support and stock uh, one part number and um, really get educated on that particular platform. So we've seen a lot of benefits in that realm. And uh, just from a, a service part perspective, too, you know, if uh, guys need to quickly add one to a system, they're usually available and uh, easily unlockable. So if you purchase a level one uh, RCM uh, through the ordering of a part number uh, and activation code through Raven, similar to the way we facilitate VRA unlocks on field computers, uh, the Raven RCM can be um, upgraded to support additional feature buckets as well. And the other thing, because it is an ISOBUS platform, let's maybe talk about compatibility here too. For sure. What displays are all compatible? I, I know we have a big, long list here, but maybe just give us a high level in regards to blue on blue, you know, Raven compatibility with displays, and then other ISOBUS compatible displays, and, and maybe even uh, what the benefits are with some of those. Absolutely. Um, the blue on blue experience, as you allude to, is certainly uh, our preferred experience and most optimal experience in terms of features and functionality. But being on an ISOBUS platform, we certainly can work with uh, deer uh, displays 2630, uh, Gen 4 displays, etc. Uh, Case New Holland displays, the Pro 700 Intelliview uh, 4 displays, and their new generation versions of that as well. Um, the Agco NT01 uh, is another one we see on a lot of um, Massey and Fent Challenger tractors, etc. 
Uh, and then even competitive displays, you know, from Trimble, the Top Gun, uh, Ag Leader, et cetera. Uh, the RCM is compatible with those and definitely gaining favor with uh, even some of their distribution network in terms of being the controller of choice to, uh, to pair with those displays. And because all these displays are listed as ISOBUS, is there any concerns with any task controller or any functions as we start looking at that's available on the RCM that would pair back any features? Generally being ISOBUS compliant, it uh, works fairly well. There are, of course, some exceptions to that uh, depending on their software implementation. Um, in general, I would say single product functionality works extremely well with uh, almost all of those displays. As you get into multi-product, there becomes uh, a few more limitations that we have to consider and, and work through, uh, but in general, they, they do all work fairly well. The other scenario is when you have more complex systems where we're utilizing multiple RCMs in the same system, and uh, that imposes some more limitations that, that need to be considered, and, and that's where the blue-on-blue -blue experience can bring all that together in a, a little more known fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously it's something we get to test and run <laughs> throughout not only the gauntlet with RCM, but when we start adding our steering guidance or other application controls, it's what we're running here at the farm as well. So we're getting a lot more experience in, in finding those, those little nuances to make sure our products uh, fit that blue on blue. As we kind of go over to Isobus, maybe this is a good time to bring in Mr. Fick over here. Uh, Isobus, so maybe tell us a little bit, I, I know this is a term that's been used a lot in industry lately, It's it's been thrown around, a lot of people are moving towards Isobus, it gives us a lot more flexibility, it also makes more of a standard as well in regards to how people must operate. Maybe talk to us a little bit about Isobus and then I wouldn't mind if you'd share with us a little bit about PlugFest as well. Sure. So Isobus is uh, basically a trade name for uh, any device that conforms to the ISO 11783 standard. And uh, it's, the term's been thrown around for a number of years here, and, and uh, we've actually had products that uh, since, I believe, 2007, I think Autoboom was our first 2007? ISOBUS compatible product. So um, we were, uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, you know, the, our devices have been highly compatible with other, uh, especially North American uh, displays, task controllers, virtual terminals, things like that. Um, but now with RCM being certified, uh, we can move from saying that something is ISOBUS compatible to ISOBUS certified. And uh, so we're pretty excited about that. So explain that difference a little bit. Well, deeper. what's the difference between the word certified and compatible there? Certified means that, uh, a well, I'll back up a little. AEF um, has um, certified test labs. Uh, there's one in North America. It's at uh, Nebraska Tractor Test Lab. In Lincoln? In Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm -hmm. And there's uh, a number in Germany and in Italy and France. And basically, they are uh, licensed by AEF to do testing uh, of ISOBUS devices to verify that they're certified. And what it involves is a very extensive uh, software and hardware test uh, that your device has to go through, um, puts it through all kinds of situations that you may not necessarily always run into in the field, but um, we like to say it. It really dusts out the corners, uh, catches little things that you maybe uh, weren't aware of. So it's just another level of confidence uh, for our customers to know that um, really if this device is certified and there's another device that you're pairing to that is also certified, uh, you can have a high degree of uh, comfort that they're going to work together without any issues. And the standard that you're looking for for that, that certification, is that a globally established standard or is that something that... Um, 
uh, a few of the industry leaders some of the OEMs have kind of pushed for? Uh, well, it's 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 uh, really uh, aggregate of all of that. Uh, it's AEF is a um, ma is made up by all of our basically uh, uh, the, the major uh, manufacturers of egg equipment uh, across the world. Really, so you got John Deere, you got Agco, Case. Um, a number of those companies. So the certification is something that is arrived at um, collectively, I guess. There's, mm -hmm. there's no one group that's really pushing one thing or another. So uh, everybody has to conform to, you know, this common uh, template for a test. So I, I hinted at the word plug fest. Yeah. So I know <laughs> that this is a, a little bit of a more of an engineering event, plug and play, yep. uh, going out there, testing compatibility. You want to explain a little bit of PlugFest and then let's dive into AEF sure. a little bit more? Yep. So PlugFest is a, uh, an event that AEF uh, organizes, and it's an opportunity for uh, manufacturers in the industry that make ISOBUS uh, equipment. It's an opportunity for them to get together and uh, for one manufacturer to test their equipment against another. And so uh, when I started attending these in 2006, uh, PlugFest was... Um, probably a three or four hour event in an afternoon. Uh, now it's a full three day event that goes from eight in the morning till six at night. Does it really end at six though? Oh, uh, <laughs> 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 you know, by six o'clock, everybody's ready for it to end. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's right now it's set up, uh, just to give you a little overview. It's a setup in like half hour test slots and uh, you get to sit down. Uh, so for example, I'll take RCM there. I'll sit down, uh, for a half hour with uh, someone from Kloss with their display, and we uh, we hook it up and see you know how does it look on a virtual terminal, how does it look uh, how does it interface with their task controller, does it do section control, you know things like that, and so um, one thing I, I try to remind people is when we take things to PlugFest, we're taking generally uh, unreleased new feature things uh, to test out as well as all of the other manufacturers. So something may work at PlugFest, but both either or both devices might not see those feature sets in the field for another six to nine months okay potentially but um yeah it's a great opportunity to uh really learn a lot about um things that uh, what work and what and what doesn't work and i joke with it actually ending at six o'clock because i keep hearing rumors that when it ends at six you go back to the hotel room and work on your next cut of software for retrying yeah the there's been day. some late nights that's right <laughs> yeah <laughs> A yep. little different than a sales meeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> Don's giving me the, what's a sales meeting? <laughs> All right. So with AES certification, we've kind of uh, started to dabble into that. Uh, let's talk about the database that AEF uh, promotes out there and, and how they uh, evaluate and what uh, features are available for users as they start looking at compatibility certifications and understanding, you know, if I bring a class UT or, or display and use it with the RCM, what features, what software versions are available? How, how would you go about that, and why is it important that it's in this database? Sure. So the database is a collection of, of devices that have passed uh, the AF certification test. And uh, there's different levels and, and different types of uh, certification tests that are done. Uh, for example, uh, you could have a device that only interacts with a virtual terminal. You can have it certified as, uh, well, they call it universal terminal, UT. Mm -hmm. You can have it certified to UT level 1 or UT level 2. 
and not have any task controller or any other um, um, ISO bus features. Um, you could also certify something that is UT compatible and task controller compatible, which we did with RCM. Um, so the, the database is a way to look at uh, a particular device. Say I want to pair up an RCM with a, uh, a, a particular field computer that's out there. It's also on the database. And I want to be able to do section control, and I want to control uh, up to three products. Uh, there's a there's a way to basically look at uh, what you want to do and what RCM does. RCM is certified for UT, uh, certified for task controller uh, basic, which is data logging. It's certified for uh, TCGO, which is uh, prescription control, and TCSC, which is uh, section control. It's certified for all of those. You can pair that up and look to see what terminals support all of those features as well. Some terminals may only support UT. Some may support UT and task controller basic was just data logging. They don't do section control or variable rate. So it's a, it's a great way to look at what's out there and uh, give you confidence of before you purchase something of what will work. And correct me if I'm wrong, but whether you're an end user, whether you're a dealer, whether you're an OEM manufacturer, we all have access to this, correct? Yes. Yep. And and that's where you know it's really vital for us as we go out and we start selling and promoting our products because everybody's not raving from the front to the back, and we're also now expanding uh, globally. So we're dealing with uh, maybe an implement or a pull type sprayer that the tractor is raving and the pull type is something of a different product, and we're and we're trying to interact between the two. Right. So now all the regions are speaking the same language per se, right? Correct. Um, but it's a coding language, so. Mm -hmm. That actually gives us a lot of functionality as we go out just from a sales standpoint, but also as our customers, as they have that mixed fleet, older equipment, newer equipment, and everywhere in between, uh, they at least have some database to go and look at this. Right. Yep. One other advantage, too, from a service standpoint is uh, if, there are, uh, is if there's a, a, a product that isn't certified and is paired with a, uh, uh, like a terminal that is, and if there's an issue... Uh, whether it's our fault or not, typically uh, the uncertified device would be the first one to get the blame. So it's nice to have... Lowest man on the totem pole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like I say, a lot of times it wasn't our problem. We were doing it right. But just the fact that it wasn't yet certified uh, would come to us first. So uh, this will help alleviate a lot of those issues well. As it's well. a logical, uh, technical step when you're troubleshooting, correct? Yep. You know, if, yeah, if this is incorrect, please look at this certification or this compatibility and we didn't have that. So this is a big step forward yep. for us to actually come forward. Now, was there a lot of changes required in RCM code work in order to become compatible with all these different types and receive the certification? Uh, there was a, a number of, uh, I guess you'd call them somewhat minor changes that had to be done, um, but nothing major. Most of the, you know, like I say, we've, we've done really well over the last few years of being compatible with these other displays. So um, it really it was just kind of... Uh, dotting the I's and crossing the T's to to uh, pass some of the corner cases for certification. And one other maybe a little bit specific question on the RCM. Is, there a, is this tied to a specific software version that someone would have yes. to upgrade to as well then? Yes. So it's version uh, 1.6. Yeah, 0 0.162. And it's Say that again. 1.6. 0.162. That 162. And so very specific. Yes, and, and you'll see that on the database as well. When you click on uh, RCM, you click on Raven, click on products, RCM, 
it'll have uh, the exact uh, version that you're certified to. Yeah, I saw two nice screen captures. One was actually on the mobile app where it showed all the different uh, UT10 um, task control, or, you know, section control or dash SC dash uh, TC. And then I also saw it on the database where they had the different products all configured and which versions were compatible mm -hmm. or where, where it was out. So it was actually in a very nice, easy to use, very friendly uh, format. Now, going forward, do we have to also then recertify for every version of RCM software we push out to the field? Uh, if we decide to, we can. We will need to. Any additional changes that are made to the software will require a recertification. And that's something as Raven we are going to do. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. We can make that decision. But the the process is, and as we make changes, we're going to be continuing to make sure and test that we are conforming and, and certified right. to that level. Now, is that a cert self-certification? Uh, they are looking at self-certification at some point. Uh, it's not currently in place, uh, so we do still need to go through a test lab, even for minor software changes. Uh, but we do have the test tool in-house. Raven owns a, a copy of the test tool. Okay. And so we can run through and get it to where it's basically just take it down there and let them run it and hit a button. And uh, so we're, we're pretty much to that point now. Um, the advantage of having the test tool is we can also run other products that maybe we don't intend to certify, but but we know they would be certified if we tried to push them through. So Yeah, and for one, Doug, we want to thank you because I know <laughs> that you put in a lot of work on this. This is, you know, you and Charlie have put in a ton of work on RCM, but running this to the finish line, um, this is a very proud achievement for us. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're pretty excited about it. <coughs> And I'll ask Charlie, is there any teasers you want to give us for the upcoming spring on any changes you would expect with the RCM with the latest version? Uh, anything else beyond this, this certification? Well, one of the other uh, growing needs is the ability to pair it with um, uh, switches, having a generic uh, switch module for uh, functions such as controlling the master switch or uh, doing rate bump or controlling sections, etc. Uh, so it's become very predominant in Europe, particularly where they have what they call ISO aux in uh, switches built right into the right-hand console, the tractor, and even uh, generic devices that uh, present themselves as a ISO aux in switch, um, which essentially is just a generic uh, switch, a momentary or latching switch mm -hmm. that can be signed to a controllable function. So an ECU such as uh, RCM or even Autoboom XRT can leverage uh, those type of generic functionalities for um, section control or boom fold functions, et cetera. And let's talk to the Europe market. In the Europe market versus the Euro versus North America, in North America you see a lot of self-propelled sprayers. In the Europe market you're starting to see a lot more trailed, not just now, but I guess in the past you have as well, a lot more trailed implements, a lot more trailed pole type sprayers, hence why you're, you're looking for additional functionality that's maybe not necessarily built in as it comes from the factory and is self-propelled. Is that, that why we're seeing some of this uh, movement here? Correct, for sure. The trailed implement market uh, definitely needs a lot more of that, um, you know, especially in Europe, as you allude to there. But uh, even being able to just uh, move the tractor from the planter implement to the sprayer implement, uh, to the anhydrous applicator, mm -hmm. et cetera, and being able to leverage a switch box that's common for all three of those different operations uh, there's a great need for that type of thing. So that's uh, definitely something we're going to be working on here in the near future and uh, bringing that to the North American market as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of good things in RCM. I know that we we have a long roadmap 
lot of stuff that we'd like RCM to do, and we're always constantly evolving that product. And it's, I, I like the word you said earlier, it's bulletproof. Uh, we have had very, very, very good success with it. It was heavily tested as an engineering product, and we continue to develop on it, and I look forward to seeing what we do in the future. We're very excited about it as well. Thanks, Chad. Yeah, thanks, guys, for joining, and hopefully you guys tune in to the Raven Podcast again in the future. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>